Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to episode one of the new limited series called Xbox One-on-One. And of course, I am here with my co-host, who with the co-most, you know him as Zemi Games, but he's also transitioning over to the Constant Gamer. You can check out his website at constantgamer.com. Take a couple of quizzes we got up over there. Uh, one of them I wrote. If you're a Resident Evil fan, I think you will appreciate it. Zemi, of course, did the one for I believe it was Skyrim. Zemi, welcome to the program and thanks for joining on this new venture. Well, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, I mean it's super exciting. You're launching this new show on Tuesday, uh, the one-on-one, uh, and I'm really excited to be a part of it and um, jump into some amazing gaming topics, man. It's, it's it's honestly it's the highlight of my week being able to hop on these podcasts with you and just talk gaming, man. Well, I definitely appreciate that. Thank you very much. Now, listen, uh, you know, obviously this this Xbox 101, uh, not 101, one-on-one, is a new limited series covering everything Xbox. Now, why this is going to be a little different than the Xbox Factor podcast on Thursday is because there's going to be no guests, no developers, just two dudes hanging out talking about xbox and what we're going to do to make this a little different see because everyone uh who watches podcasts there's a there's a there's a familiar format pretty much with all of the work that uh the the game you know the constant gamer does and i do as well as so many other content creators and we kind of wanted to do a, something a little different and with 2021 being an incredible year for xbox uh, we are going to be talking each and every week about two particular titles. And I say two, it could potentially be three. But because the program is only meant for a nice, strong, solid 60-minute uh, show, we were thinking that we're going to be covering some of the bigger and smaller titles releasing for the Xbox in 2021. And that includes, of course, AAA bombs all the way through single-man developed uh, indie titles, uh, but today, how we're going to work it is uh, Xbox Wire uh, dropped an incredible article last week. And it was it literally happened right after we went live with the Xbox Factor podcast. And, you know, you know, I always wanted to add an additional Xbox show. And we were doing that, you know, during the, the first outbreak of COVID, you know, obviously to not only calm uh, people's fears, but to give people something to listen to. And of course, last year for Xbox was a big year with two consoles. Um, and of course, the uh, near worldwide launch of the uh, Project X Cloud, as well as some big games. And I wanted to keep pushing the Xbox envelope a little further. And it's obviously... For both Zemi and I, it is our favorite brand. It's where we play the most. And obviously, a second show uh, was something that we were thinking could work with the community. Now, folks, I say that this is a limited show simply because I want to make sure that there is an audience. So if you are digging this, if this is something that you uh, you find interesting, it's something that you want to support, there are a couple of ways you can help us grow this new show. The first is obviously very simple. Uh, you hit Hit the like button, uh, that little one thumbs up button. You hit that, and we can get we can get uh, you know this this show moving in 
into the deep waters of the YouTube algorithm. The second way to do that is to help push the content. You know, retweet this when I put it out there. Uh, copy and paste and let people know that we are live. You know, obviously some of the biggest help that we get is not just from Zemi and I pushing the show. It's from you guys and gals pushing the show. But I do, Zemi, want to get into topic number one as we are already five minutes into the show. And of course, I want to say welcome to everyone that is here supporting this new venture. And I believe we have a lot to talk about in the next couple of months regarding Xbox. But let's get to topic number one. Now, for the opening topic, folks, uh, we're going to break down all of the titles confirmed by an Xbox Wire article that posted last week. Now, based on this list, diversity is going to be a word used quite often and one of the reasons why xbox will in fact be the best place to play in 2021 now the xbox wire article was written by will tuttle who is the xbox wire editor-in-chief and he is someone that's been with the company for a while and here's just a few few quotes from the lengthy article and he says this 2021 will be a fantastic year to be an Xbox fan. The Xbox Series X and Series S have launched. So we are officially going full steam ahead into the next generation of gaming. Catch you later, 2020. Of course, no matter the year, it's always about the games. And in 2021, creators around the world will tap deeper into the power of the Xbox Series X and S and bring a massive a variety of content to Xbox players. We anticipate this to be the most exciting generation yet for developers and players alike, with some for every kind of gamer. Now, while we have so much more in store, but from our talented partners and our creative teams at Microsoft, we figured that now would be the perfect time to take a closer look at, a, at the announced games that we are launching as console exclusives on the Xbox Series X, Series S, and Xbox One in 2021. Now, listen, folks, this is going to be a long list. So what I'm going to do is we're going to try and break this down. So obviously, I want to get Zemi's opinion on this. So we're going to break it down into uh, a, you know small sections of the games and we're going to, and we're going to talk about the, in the individual games as we go along. So Zemi, to start this off, we have a game called Adios, which is a cinematic first person game where it has you uh, deciding on how to deal with the mafia who has been using your pigs to dispose of bodies. Uh, sounds interesting, a little weird to be honest with you, but I think it's going to be a story-based first-person type of game. Uh, we also have the Artful es Escape, which is, of course, tells the story of uh, the protagonist. Uh, the protagonist's name is Francis as he embarks on a multi-dimensional journey to create his stage persona. Again, maybe not a game for me personally, but certainly will find an audience. Now, this is the big one, Zemi, The Ascent. This is obviously something that you and I talked about on the Xbox Factor podcast in great detail. This is a game that's in the cyberpunk world. I know you're happy about that. Developed by Neon Giant and published by Curve Digital. Uh, let, let's start with these little three ones. And obviously the, the highlight of the conversation is The Ascent, which we don't have a release date yet. But we do hear that it might be releasing mid 2021 how excited are you for that particular game for the ascent um you know i'm gonna be honest with you uh for me personally 
I actually think uh, Adios is a game that is more appeal is more directed towards me as a player. Right. Um, I know that you are really, really excited about the ascent and, and I respect that the game looks phenomenal. Um, and, and, and everything like that, I'm just not really sold on the gameplay. Uh, but, but adios, you know, being a pig farmer, trying to get out of the business of, of, of disposing bodies for the mob that just the premise of that game just sounds comical and, and, and just honestly, just really just right down my road. Um, I'm not, I'm not super, super huge and in, into the ascent. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it might be one of those games that the more I see from it, the more I get interested. Uh, but so far from what I have seen, it, it's just not a, it's, it's, it, it's not on my list of games I'm looking to play this year. There's, there's a lot of them that are, you know, on this list, but that, that's just particularly not one of them. That's, that's, uh, you know, really grabbing my attention. I mean, listen, and I get it. Uh, again, it's it's a top-down twin-stick shooter uh, in the veins of something like um, Diablo, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, and it isn't cyberpunk in the cyberpunk universe confirmed. That, to me, has, uh, uh, has me hype beyond uh, hype. It was supposed to be a launch title for the Series X in November. Unfortunately, due to COVID restraints, uh, they had to delay it. But I'm happy with that because, again... Uh, a bad game is always going to be a bad game, but a delay game obviously has a chance to be a great game, and I'm okay with that. Um, and the Artful Escape uh, sounds – that also is a little interesting. Again, it could be an artsy type of game. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that you like those types of titles. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, for me, I'm going to have to see more on that game. Um, I, I'm not even sure if I've actually seen gameplay of that game. Um, some of them on this list I haven't. And there's there's a lot of games that we're going to be talking about here and, you know, the next hour. Um, but but yeah, um, that that game definitely sounds very, very interesting. I kind of like the 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 idea of a struggling artist um, going through like multi-dimensional, you know, I guess universes or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. That, that game does seem a little bit more up my alley, just, uh, story-wise from, from what I, you know, read about it as well. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of that game for me is going to be ultimately the gameplay. And I, and I'm not sure if that, you know, what exactly that game is, if it's a platformer, I, I'm not 100% sure because, you know, like I said, I haven't researched all of these games. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, some of them are are, are new, new IPs yeah. uh, from small developers that we may or may not have heard of. I am going to say, though, there are a lot of uh, of games on this particular list. Let's let's move on to the next three. Mm -hmm. Now, they have something called the Big Con, and apparently, you play as a character called Ali, a high school junior gone AWOL from band camp, seeking revenge on the loan sharks that threaten her mom's video store. Again, it seems a very a smaller title, mm -hmm. definitely one that is, is intriguing in the fact where it seems like it's going to be telling a very personal story, but it also sounds hilarious. Uh, the next one is a big one, uh, and this is, of course, Crossfire X. Uh, and obviously, this is already uh, this is an already established IP. But but through the uh, Series X and S exclusive uh, name tag, 
it's getting its own single player campaign. It's being developed by Remedy Games. And that's a big deal because Remedy does know how to tell a story. Now, the next one is something I don't know if you'd be interested in because you didn't, you know, um, the Ascent didn't jump off the page for you. But it's something called uh, Dead Static Drive. And apparently, uh, the, the description is, says this. Grab your bat, steal a car, and take your chances against the unearthly horrors found along Route 666. It's a top-down driving meets survival horror type of title again very interesting very different <clears throat> one that i think is going to resonate with people who like the top down look what about these three what does any of, the, of them jump off the page for you personally uh dead static drive there's no way i'm gonna probably ever play that game um it 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 it, it uh it violates two things uh that 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 it, that it really shouldn't if it wants me to play that game uh i'm not the biggest fan of asymmetric uh you know per, um points of view uh for gaming um that that's a big thing for the ascent that kind of has me not really wanting to you know, really play it. Uh, but then also it's horror. And and I think uh, everyone knows how I feel about scary games. Um, the big con, that one does have me uh, kind of interested because, you know, it's kind of quirky. Uh, seems like it has a pretty strong narrative is, is, is a strong focus for the game. Um, and, and it, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, adios, right. With the, uh, with, you know, the pig farmer, it just, it, you know, it's kind of lighthearted quirky, um, I, I kind of like the the premise of that game. Crossfire X, I did play the beta, alpha, what, whatever it was uh, that came out, I think, last year uh, for multiplayer. I wasn't the biggest fan of it for multiplayer. I actually, you know, and this this might be kind of mean to say, I, I kind of, whenever I played it, it just felt like a budget Call of Duty to me. Uh, Crossfire X's multiplayer did. Um, but I'm actually really, really excited about the story mode for that game because it is being made by Remedy, uh, who I absolutely loved uh, Quantum Break. Uh, never played Alan Wake, never played Control. Both those games looked way too scary. Um, but uh, but I absolutely did love their work in, in Quantum Break. And, and I know that they can craft an amazing story. So for that reason, I'm really excited for uh, Crossfire X's uh, single player, like their story mode. Yeah, that, I, I think we're going to get something special with that. And why I'm excited for it is because very, very similar to how um, uh, the developer that made, um, oh my God, for the uh, PlayStation, uh, Killzone, for instance. Now, Killzone um, was a game that, you know, hit, hit or miss with a lot of people. But then they released a third person action adventure game in Horizon Zero Dawn, which, of course, is one of my favorite of the Sony generation. Um, and now we're seeing uh, the exact opposite. We're seeing Remedy Games, who is notorious for telling incredible stories uh, through a third person over the shoulder perspective. And we've seen that in obviously Alan Wake. We've seen that in Control and of course Quantum Break. Three fantastic titles. But this is their first shot at an FPS. And with their storytelling techniques, I am very interested to see what kind of Call of Duty-esque 
uh, you know, story they are willing to tell. Obviously, it's going to be modern. We just don't know how modern. Uh, and, and we don't have a lot of information, but we do know it is coming out this year. And that is super, super excited. For me, out of those three, that's the one that I'm most excited about. But let's talk about the, let's talk about the next three. Mm-hmm. Now, this one is called Echo Generations. And it follows a gang of kids through an odd, odd, other world adventures as they investigate mysteries, a mysterious and supernatural events in their hometown that will change the course of their lives forever. The game is set in 1993. Now, now, this is another game for me, may not jump off the page, but for you, Zemi, this might be something. Um, and there's another one here that looked dope. We've already seen it. It's called Echo uh, Exo Mecha, and it's a free-to-play online competitive first-person shooter that will have high-quality visuals, flexible gameplay, giant mechs, special gadgets and abilities, and massive boss battles with unique gameplay. And the third one on this list is Exo one and this finds p- players checking out a strange signal uh, which turns out to be an alien craft this title is a gravity defying interplanetary journey through space and time that's part of a mysterious narrative that unfolds around you so this sounds like this could be a puzzler with a story which mm-hmm. is extremely interesting of the three which one excites you the most mm, um Honestly, I see part of me wants to say Echo Generation because it, uh, the game is set in 1993. I was born in 1993. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool to to play a game based in the same year that I was born. That just seems kind of interesting. Um, but but it does say, you know, um, investigate mysterious and supernatural events. You know, I'm a coward. You know, depending on what, what that really entails would kind of, you know, I, I guess be you know, would, would base off of like how interested I would actually be in actually playing the game. Um, but I would say Exo Mecha is probably the one that has me the most interested. I love online competitive first person shooter games. Um, it, it, it seems like, uh, you know, they're, 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 you know, I, I want this is another game. I really have not seen a lot of gameplay for, but it seems like they really are, you know, trying to do something, um, exceptional with this game uh they're adding in a lot of content the one thing that kind of scares me is it's free to play and we 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 know with a lot of these free to play games uh they uh they they like to put in a lot of microtransactions and and for a lot of um uh free to play games that that's really just run the experience for me personally uh so depending on how they do their free to play game uh and, and of course you know ultimately how the f- gameplay of their first person shooter feels I, I guess would really impact how much I'm going to play of that game, but that's definitely one that I'm for sure going to check out. Uh, and then XO one, I actually have not seen that game. Do you know for a fact, if it's a puzzler? It's well, no, it actually, I actually don't to be honest you with don't. you, but, but yeah. it certainly sounds like it. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. Um, it sounds like something I would definitely be into though. Uh, I love science fiction. I love, you know, um, you know, space, um, and, and it sounds, you know, like it's, well, it literally says uh, mystery. I, I love, you know, um, you know, puzzle solving um, types of gameplay. So for sure, I'd be interested. I, I, out of the three, XO Mecha is probably the one I'm most interested in, though. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, again, all unique titles 
with uh, all going into Xbox Game Pass. I think I think that is one of the biggest things here because there are going to be games here. Uh, there's no doubt that people, if 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 seen from a distance, may say, you know what, that's just not for me. But the mm-hmm. but the great thing about Xbox Game Pass and what Phil has talked about before. Uh, and we've heard this from Matt Booty. We've heard this from Aaron Greenberg. We've heard this from Larry Herb. We've we've heard this from people in the in our own community say that if it wasn't in Game Pass, they might have passed up X game. But because it was there, uh, they got a chance to play it, and they enjoyed a genre that they normally wouldn't play if they had to go out and buy it. And that's that is I think was what is really the crux of the conversation. Not that everything is in Game Pass and hey, you get it for fifteen dollars. That that of course is important. But trying out new things in new genres that you may or may not like. You may try a game and be like, yeah, I just could not get into it. It's happened to me multiple times, but you know something? I tried it at least. Then there's been games where I've seen advertised dropped into Game Pass. I'm like, well, I've never heard of that one. Let me just download it and see what it is. And I'm like, holy shit, this this is an RPG. This is amazing. I didn't even know. And I'm playing it for 17, 18 hours. So I, I, I like I like the direction that Microsoft is going. I like the way that we're getting titles in Xbox Game Pass day and date. And I like the fact that more and more gamers are trying out genres that they normally would not talk you know play or even talk about for that matter but we do have next the next three are pretty interesting uh the gunk which we saw a video of it looks like a action platformer it's uh, by the creators of steam world uh that franchise obviously it was unique in itself and this this game looks incredible and it says this you embark on a new adventure as two friends who run a small scavenger outfit and who travel from one space rock to another in search of resources they can harvest and sell. Now, this looked, looked again, the, the, what they're describing here did not look like what I originally saw. It looked more like an action platformer, but it might be an action platformer with the scavenging kind of a, a situation. Obviously, this needs no introduction because I'm going in alphabetical order based on, on how it was written on uh, xbox wire but halo infinite i mean really what else is there to say hey master chief is back uh we could get the return of the flood we're going to get an incredible looking um halo infinite we're getting a re- almost a reboot of the series or the franchise if you will and the third one on this list is the last stop now this one is interesting because this one says it's a new game from variable state is the developer creators of the award-winning virginia which was a fantastic game oh yeah uh and the last stop is a single player third person adventure set in present day london where you play as three separate characters whose worlds collide during a supernatural crisis now zemi being the story kind Mm -hmm. of a person and gamer that you are i know that this one is jumping off the page for you but Mm -hmm. obviously it's hard to get excited uh even more so than for halo infinite i mean if if i had to pick it's going to be halo infinite out of the three but i think that all three have a unique flavor to them and i think that's going to be uh, a, a running narrative for you what are you most excited about these particular three um, you know, I think Gunk looks really, really good. I've I've only seen it uh, the one time that it was uh, shown off t- during one of Xbox's shows, I believe, in July, right? Yes, yes, yeah. it was in the July. Um, show. Yeah, that was the first and last time I uh, actually saw any gameplay of it, I believe. Um, the game looks really good. I don't know if it really falls in, you know, to you know, uh, to what I want to personally play. Um, 
but it, it definitely looks like a very well-made, very, you know, I mean, just, you know, whenever you look at a game, it, it, it really, like, they're, they're, they really spent a lot of time on it, right? You, you can clearly tell that by just how the graphics and the gameplay look and, and everything. Um, I don't think it's going to be a game that I'm going to be super interested in. Uh, I might try it out. Um, I, I don't think that it has that addictive gameplay, you know, quality or loop to have me keep coming back for more. Halo Infinite. I think the way that you said it, you know, what else is there to say the Master Chief is back is 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 the perfect way of saying it. You know, it's Halo Infinite, right? We all know what that game is. Um, and and I'm absolutely, you know, uh, excited. I'm holding back my and you know my my excitement levels because you know of 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 everything, you know, all the stuff going out around the game. Um, but for me, you know, out of these three and, and, and you know, very, uh, very hot, you know, topic here. Uh, you know, I, I already know a lot of people in chat are going to hate me for what I'm about to say. But I'm actually probably more excited about The Last Stop. Um, this was a game that I think also got shown off during one of Xbox's shows uh, halfway through last year. I think maybe even the July showcase. Um and I absolutely positively loved Virginia. I, I absolutely loved that game. I think this is like um, one of, I, I think this might be uh, their first game since they made Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. I, I believe I, it is. I, yeah. I, I might be mistaken, but I absolutely love that game. What they were able to do with storytelling while, you know, while not actually having any voice dialogue, I thought was ingenious and it worked so well in Virginia. Uh, of course, I think last uh, the last stop is going to have dialogue. But I think that they're, you know, expert, you know, storytellers. I'm huge into narrative. And I think the premise of this game looks really, really good. And what I saw, um, you know, in the in the short trailer and the short clips that we saw uh, last year looked uh, looked really, really good. I'm very, very, very excited about this one. Yeah. And again, I, I knew you would be. Uh, Virginia yeah. was a fantastic game, told an incredible story. And uh, it's it's this this I mean, obviously, it was an award winning title. This is an award winning developer um, bringing something new to Xbox Game Pass day and date. And I think this again, at, at the end of the year, when we start talking about game of the year by, by indie developers, you, you never know. This could potentially be in that conversation for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just catch up on a super chat that just popped in. Viper XT drops a very generous $5 super chat. Says, I noticed Second Extension and Stalker 2 are not on this list. Both supposed to be coming this year. I wonder if that has changed. You know what? There was an update to um uh stalker 2 and according to the developer that is also scheduled for this year um as well as um what's the other one he said second extinction i believe is also this year i i, I let me, let me, i'm not sure if it, i think I actually think it's on the hold on, let me look let me see no it's not on this particular list but it, i believe that's another game and, and again they did say that there were more games to be added to the list. This was this was just a general, hey, listen, we're going to give you guys the heads up of what we know is coming, and I think that is important because we're going to, on the second half of the show we're going to get into um, what uh, you know what uh, Jez Corden had to say about the two AAA bombs that he knows that are not on this list, but. Let's continue. Um, they have a game called Lake, uh, and it says this. It's September 1st, 1986. You take on the role of a 40-something Metareth Weiss who returns from the big city to, uh, to, to her quiet hometown. She exchanges her busy career as a software company 
uh, at a software company to fill in for her dad in a local mail carrier. Again, not something that's, uh, that I may be into, but something worthy of, of a conversation. Because again, it seems like it's going to be a story-driven uh, title, something like we've talked about you know, to, to nauseam in, in this first topic, uh, story-based games, some, they are for someone, someone is going to play this game, like, you know what? I absolutely loved it. The next one is called little witch in the woods. And it's a fantasy RPG where you get, uh, to live the life of a witch. You play as the character's name is Ellie, uh, a little witch that has just come into her own. And you and you are set to be a part of this giant growing witch house again, not for me, but we have to see. And the next one is going to be Zemi's Game of the Year 2021 for sure. With Bloober Teams, the medium, obviously, what could you say? It's a third-person psychological horror game that's going to have Zemi running for cover and also Twitch streaming it live on his channel. Cannot wait to see that. Uh, the, 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 uh, this, the, the cries for help that should be coming. Um, of the three, I know which one doesn't jump off the page for you, but honestly... Mm-hmm. The medium is uh, next week, uh, in, in just about two weeks, and the medium is going to be a big game. That is the first real next-generation title for Xbox Series X and S. Uh, it was built with these consoles in mind. Uh, it is an exclusive for right now. We don't know if Blue Team will eventually bring it to the PlayStation 5. Who knows by then? Microsoft will own them, so that would be a big no. Um, wh- wh- what, do you, what do you think about the lake, Little Witch in the Woods, and the medium, Zemi? Well, first off, this isn't a super chat, but Eagles fan 76 um, posted in chat uh, probably, I think, like 10 minutes ago. Uh, Zimmy needs to live. Uh, Zimmy needs to live stream him playing medium in the dark. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. <laughs> boom. Boom is spreading lies. OK, I am not streaming that game. I'm not playing that game. I'm not going near that game. And, and, and it all has to do with me uh, just being a coward. And I really wish I wasn't a coward because the game looks absolutely phenomenal. I just recently got a 4K monitor. That game would look so good on this monitor. I'm not gonna. I'm not ever gonna know. Uh, you know, that's always gonna be the mystery for me because I'm not gonna play it. But I really love. I really like what the medium is doing, in the sense of you know its unique gameplay of of you know splitting the screen for like the spirit world and the real world. Um, I, I, I think I think it's really ambitious what Bloober Team is doing with that, and 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 it and it kills me that I won't play the game, uh, but I won't play the game because I'm just a coward, um, and that, and that's just you know me being honest. Uh, Little Witch, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Does not sound like a game for me. I think it sounds like a very cute, uh, cutesy kind of game. Um, it just it does not uh, sound like it would really appeal to me and what I like to play in games. Um, and the lake sounds like it has a very, very strong narrative, very interesting story. Um, I actually have not seen gameplay uh, of the lake. I don't even know if gameplay is out for that game. Um, uh, I, I definitely need to look that up. Um, depending on what you know genre of game it is, would really kind of depend on you know if I'm going to play it or not, right? If it's a side-scrolling, you know, kind of platformer-esque game, probably not going to play it. If it's more of uh, like a walking simulator or you know something along the lines of maybe like what, um, uh, Don't Nod does with uh, Life is Strange, you know, something more around that, uh, then I would be, I'd definitely be into that. 
Yeah, and again, the wonderful thing is that all of these games are going into Game Pass, so we have the ability mm-hmm. to try them out. And if they're just not for you, well, then then you know, obviously, you move on. It's, it's you know, it's like it's it's like a salad bar. You know, not everything in the salad bar you're gonna dig, right? So, yep. um, the next three, uh, and this is one of the bigger ones. This is this is a AAA bomb. It, again, not maybe for everyone, but certainly it it has made strides to become one of the best. Uh, flight sims ever released that's microsoft flight sim by sobo studios that is doing very well on pc um and it's going to uh, garner a tremendous following when it releases this summer onto xbox series x and s right into game pass the second one is interesting uh it's a platformer uh it's by obviously uh, a first-party studio. This is a multi-plat, but you know they they couldn't. Pa- I couldn't pass adding it to the list, and neither could Xbox Wire. And of course, I'm talking about Psychonauts 2. Uh, and obviously, uh, this is going to be a big game for that team. Uh, I, I think that uh, again, if you if you enjoyed the first one, uh, you're probably going to be looking forward to Psychonauts 2. And the next one is a smaller one. It's called RPG Time. And basically, it says here, um, school's out. Meet us in an empty classroom for a grand adventure with a young, aspiring game developer and his very own RPG. So it sounds like it's almost like a fourth wall kind of breaking mm-hmm. scenario where you're going to be, as a developer, making this game but also playing it in real time. It's, it's it, I don't have any screenshots for it, but it sounds interesting. For you, uh, what are you most excited of these three, Zemi? Oh, you know, God, it's like I'm looking at Flight Simulator and I'm looking at Psychonauts 2 and I'm like, I don't know which one. Um, Honestly, probably going to be Psychonauts 2 is is probably what I'm most excited about. Um, I played the previous one uh, a little bit a long time ago. I, I, you know, was I never actually finished the game. I was really, really young whenever that game came out. Uh, But I remember enjoying playing it so much. Uh, It's kind of like one of those games. It would kind of just be hard for me to go back to now uh, because, you know, because of the graphics. I I, I might I might try to do that. Uh, But Psychonauts 2 has has, you know, held like as soon as I saw it, I knew that it was going to be a game that I would be playing on day one. So I'm really, really excited uh, for that and to see how the story uh, progresses. But but Flight Simulator, man, I mean, you know, Sobo Studios is like one of my, you know, favorite you know newer kind of studios i mean they're, they're not new but you know like their relevance i think is is a lot newer than than what it was with uh, the last two games that they've released um and that game just looks so so good i i mean just just the environments flying through you know the air looks really really interesting the 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 way that weather um uh, you know, uh, is, is updated to real time. So if there's a hurricane in the Gulf of Gulf of Mexico and you fly through the Gulf of Mexico, you can literally go through the hurricane. It, it's just such an amazing, large, ambitious game, and and I cannot wait to play it. Um, you know, on Xbox later on this year. Um, but but Psychonauts two is probably going to be like the one I have to you know say that one out of the threes is is, is my it, it, I'm definitely is my pick. Um, RPG time or uh, schools out that game it looks kind of cool looks kind of interesting. I'm gonna have to see more on it though. But I do I do agree with you. It's kind of you know breaking the fourth uh, fourth wall ish. Uh, and I really like the idea of of the story. But I would need to see gameplay and 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 more of the game. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, again, it, it's a smaller title. Uh, as a matter of fact, who said this in here? Let me see if I could find it. Um, let me see. Where are you? Uh, I believe it was Thanaros that said uh, RPG time looks really good. Uh, and that, so yeah, that, that's that's what he's saying. So, And I believe him. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to see it myself per se, but it's something I would definitely – uh, you know, give the time of day, if you will. Uh, but let's let's move on to the next three. Uh, one of which, I, I, there's a game in here you're not going to play for sure. But mm-hmm. Sable is a coming of age tale of discovery through exploration across a strikingly rendered open world desert. Go on a deeply personal journey across an alien planet as 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 the young Sable exploring ancient mount, uh, monuments, ruined architecture, and ships fallen from the cosmos. This sounds very journey esque. Uh, and it seems like there might not even be any dialogue into this game, but it just may be a game that is about discovery. And uh, and I would imagine that it's going to be big locations that are going to look gorgeous. Uh, the next one is Scorn, which I am unbelievably excited for. Uh, obviously, Scorn uh, it, uh, pulls cues from um, H.R. Geiger, the creator of Alien. Uh, this game looks gross. It looks dark. It looks scary. It looks like you're going to be running for your life most of the time. Uh, and it's a game that Zemi will not be playing on his Twitch channel. And the next one is a little, this one is a little interesting. It says, She Dreams Elsewhere is a surreal adventure RPG about dreams and the extent to which they mirror reality. You play as Tyler. Um, an, uh, an anxiety-ridden, comatose woman on a, jersey to, a journey to confront her nightmares, preventing her from waking, uh, while also finding out how exactly this mess happened in the first place. Again, a story-driven narrative that seems like it's very interesting for you. Which of the three, Zemi, are, are you are excited to play? You know, honestly, um, depending on the the level of potential creepiness that she uh, dreams elsewhere uh, has, that would probably be my pick. Um, I, you know, I don't like scary games, jump scares, horror, you know, any of that type of stuff. But like a light thriller doesn't really bother me that bad. And if it's more like a like a thriller and like, you know, like the movie, you know, genre sense um that would probably be the the game i would be most into um not into scorn absolutely not i think the game (laughs) that's not a surprise to be honest i think it looks absolutely disgusting um (laughs) but but then also i think it just seems a little too slow and and um you know i i actually said this on a previous podcast kind of just boring Mm, um okay. yeah i mean i think it's definitely a game that a lot of people are going to enjoy but it's just not uh up to my speed um and then uh sable i actually have not seen anything from uh this game but it, it seems kind of out there uh a little wild um with uh with I, I think you know you said uh ships falling from sky and, and, and you know ancient monuments and, and all that different stuff uh i'm not saying that that wouldn't be a game i wouldn't download just to give uh a little try in game pass but uh it's not really speaking to me so she dreams elsewhere is probably the one that i would go with okay i mean again we, we, we will have an opportunity to play and talk about these games mm-hmm. in upcoming shows whether that be on this program or of course on the Xbox Pack Factor podcast on Thursdays. The next three are uh, all awesome games, in my opinions. First of all, Shredders. 
uh, is inspired by the classic snowboarding game Amped, uh, which was a launch title for the Xbox 360, if I don't if I recall correctly. And it says Shredder put Shredders put you on top of the coolest slopes, free ride spots, and snow parks, aiming to recreate the sheer joy of riding down a mountain. That sounds dope to me. Uh, the next one is an indie title that um, our very good friend Archimedes got a chance to play before anyone else. And it's called Song of Iron. Obviously, it is a moody and provoking action-adventure type of title. Uh, it certainly reminds me of... of, of um, Limbo or Inside by Play Dead. Uh, but this is, uh, you take the, the, the role of a Viking looking to, I believe, uh, uh, avenge his, uh, um, uh, his clan and it's a lot of sneaking it's a lot of sword fighting um i played it myself when the demo was up i got killed a lot uh so if you do make bad moves and bad choices you will die the next one for me is the most exciting of them all and that of course is tunic now this is an action adventure game about a small fox in a big world who must explore the countryside, fight monsters, and discover secrets crafted to invoke feelings of classic action adventure games like Zelda or Zelda 2. Uh, I have been dying as, as excited as I am for The Ascent. This particular game, and this, by the way, is being made by one man, OPS, by the way, looks incredible. Uh, not only is the character ad adorable and appealing to the eye, but it seems, it seems a, like a love letter to anyone who has ever played the original Zelda on the NES. And I personally can't wait for you, Zemi. What of the three are the ones that get you excited or, or are like me, all three games getting you amped? Uh, Shredders, uh, I think sounds absolutely awesome. I, I do not snowboard in real life. I don't actually do any games cause, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. Um, but I do like sports games, uh, and, and, and I've played probably three, four snowboarding games, um, you know, total and, and I've enjoyed all three of them. So Shredders is definitely one that, that really, really catches my eye and, and has me interested. Um, Song of Iron. I think that game actually sounds, uh, really, really pretty cool. Um, and 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 I see that you know you said you said that it reminds you of Limbo or Inside. Yes. Um, I never played Limbo. I actually did play Inside, and man, that game was so creepy. Um, <laughs> I actually played it with the sound off oh uh, most of the game, and, and I only played it because I was watching a guide of getting like achievements, uh, and 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 the game was free. Um, but yeah, that game it was it was an amazing game. The graphics looked incredible on on Inside. I, I really really was impressed by that game. Um, so th so just that statement alone has me really really interested in looking more into Song of Iron and and um, just just trying to figure out what's you know what's going on with that game and try to convince myself to become more interested in it. Honestly, uh, Tunic, I, you know, that's another one of those games that I know that you're excited about. I know that so many people are excited about, uh, and it definitely does have that Zelda vibe. Um, I'm not the biggest Zelda fan. You know, we were actually talking about this before the show. Funny enough, um, not the biggest Zelda fan. Um, it, I think the game looks uh, incredible for being made by one person. It has that cutesy kind of vibe with the fox running around with his, you know, sword, uh, you know, uh, with the combat and everything. Uh, it just does. It, it's not calling out to me as a game. I'm definitely going to have to jump into day one. Yeah, I mean, listen again. It, it for me personally, there, there's a bit of familiarity to it because obviously I'm a big fan of Zelda. 
Uh, I love the I love the series. I absolutely love the the top down look, which is I believe this one looks like it's going to be potentially not just top down. It looks like this may be some metric, I believe it's called, you know, from like a, a three and three quarter view. Um, but it looks incredible. Uh, again, it was supposed to be a launch title and, it, and obviously one guy is doing it. So we have to be patient. But when that one game, when this game comes out by the one developer, I think we're going to be talking about it for quite some time. So the next three are interesting and all, of course, cover a, a wide range of titles. Uh, 12 Minutes being Zemi's potentially Game of the Year 2021. This is a, this is a title that uh, is getting a lot of buzz uh, for a lot of reasons. One, it's simply a game in one particular room. Um, it tells a story of, 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 of dread. It tells a story of, of fear. It tells a story of loss. A lot, and I don't even know if there's, uh, you know, if, if what else is there going on that they didn't show us. But it is that one particular room. What's interesting, and what is even more exciting for me, and I believe Zemi will will uh, mirror this, is that the voice actors in this is uh, James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and William Dafoe. I mean, for crying out loud, that's massive voice talent, but actors and actress talent is just off the charts. Uh, the next one is called Unexplored 2. And now this is an action RPG that aims to capture the same sense of adventure and wonder as a tabletop RPG. Explore beautiful landscapes and discover hidden marvels, encounter magical creatures and dangerous foes. Sounds right up my alley. And this one over here, the next one, is interesting. Uh, Warhammer 40K, uh, Dark Tide. Now, this is a four-player co-op action game set in the hive city of Tetrium. Now, it says here, fight together with you with your friends against hordes of enemies in this new Warhammer 40K experience. And it is being com uh, compared to Left 4 Dead with, of course, a different, uh, you know, coat of paint, so to speak. You're in the 40K uh, the Warhammer universe. For me, I cannot wait. Zemi, we know what jumps off the page. But I like the fact that all three of these games that we're talking about now are different parts of the spectrum. And that's what makes Xbox Game Pass very interesting. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, everyone should know. I mean, if they if this is not their first uh, episode of one of your podcasts that I'm on, everyone should know that I'm going to have to say 12 minutes all the ways is, is what I'm most excited about. I mean, if you remember back, um, we were doing a show right after I think E3 2018. I, I want to say it was 2018 or it might have been 2019. Um, and 12 minutes was shown during there and it was my game of the show. Like literally out of all the games that were shown during that, that year's E3, uh, 12 minutes, you know, took the cake. Like it was literally my game of the show. And, and I absolutely was completely invested into that game. Um, and then whenever I heard, you know, the, the, the cast of voice actors, you know, uh, Daisy Ridley, William Defoe, I, I mean, just the talent that, 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 that they have for that. I mean, I'm all in like, you know, I, 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 I want the, the people behind 12 minutes to already take my money. Like I will pay them. I know it's on game pass, but I will literally pay them money, you know, just give me this game tomorrow. I, I want this game. Um, but 100% 12 minutes. It, it, I love the groundhog uh, style like story. Um, it, it, the graphics, I think, look really, really good and, and really capture the atmosphere of what they're uh, of the story they're trying to tell. I, I really cannot wait for 12 minutes. Um, Unexplored 2. Um, 
I never played Unexplored One. Um, and I, I, I love RPGs. I don't know if I've ever played a, you know, an RPG that, you know, I guess, you know, to quote them, you know, captures the, like the same, um, experience as like the tabletop, uh, game. I'm not sure if I've ever played an RPG like that. That's something I would definitely have to look more into, uh, Warhammer, uh, 40,000 dark tide. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely definitely interested in looking uh, and in seeing more into that game and jumping into it day one and and playing it with some friends. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, listen again, uh, s- s- smaller and big titles wrapped together uh, equal the potential for lots and lots of games to play. Got to give a big shout out to our resident uh, sheriff, uh, Lethal Papa, has been very busy. Apparently, we have a couple of D-bags in the chat. And here's the thing, folks. If Xbox is not your brand, it's not your bag, you don't enjoy gaming on it, you don't own the console, I'm going to say this is going to be a little harsh, uh, but it, it must be said. If you are someone in the chat that goes to other people's live shows to be an a-hole, uh, look in the mirror and find out where you went wrong in life. Uh, you know, instead of going left, maybe next time you should go right, uh, because I think that you live a very, very pathetic existence if you're coming into someone's chat to just be a D-bag. Uh, and that is a pathetic thing. Uh, you could be helping others. You could be donating your time to make sure that people in your community are safe. Hell, you could be playing games. The fact that you come into the chat on multiple chats, I might add, is is a sad thing. Uh, so I would say get some help. Talk to someone that will, that will tolerate your BS. And uh, you're just going to keep getting banned. Uh, but thank you, Lethal Papa, for always being the man. Uh, definitely appreciate that. But the last three on the list, Sammy, are, again, very, very different games. Uh, the first one is called Way Into the Woods. Now, this is being called Artwork in Motion, where a deer and its fawn must find um, must embark on a journey journey throughout an abandoned world of unknown of the unknown to get home. It's a third person adventure game by again being made by one person. By his name is Anthony Tan. Now we saw this a couple of years ago. Uh, it's a cartoon esque type of graphic. Uh, it's not 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 a real life uh, you know thing that you would find in like mm-hmm. one of Sony's third person games. But again. Maybe not for everyone, but a game that you just want to relax and play. It seems interesting. Uh, the next one is called The Wild uh, the Wild at Heart. And it says here, the player will command a magical swarm of curious creatures in a story-rich action-adventure game about childhood es- escapism, battle precarious wildlife and supernatural foes, construct and craft new pathways, and discover the secrets of the unique and sequestered world rich with centuries full of lore. It seems, again, very, very different type of game. Maybe not for me, but certainly for someone. And the next one isn't necessarily an exclusive from a first party, but it is the first time that these games are on Xbox, and that is the Yakuza Remastered Collection. And uh, obviously them coming to Xbox Game Pass, I mean, is a big, big deal. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts of these last three on the list? 
Uh, Wayne the Woods uh, isn't necessarily something that would have me super, super interested into it. Um, I, I don't remember if I've ever actually saw the gameplay that you're referring to. It, yeah, I don't know how old that was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it would be a no. It would just be a, I would definitely have to look into it a little bit more. Um, I, I love, you know, the more cartoony artwork. Um, I, I, I really, really appreciate that. Um, it, it's just something I'm gonna have to see more of. Uh, same, same deal with, you know, wild at heart. If I'm going to be honest, I, I just have not seen anything really from that game. It sounds like a, like an interesting, uh, premise. There's definitely other games on this list that I would put above it. Uh, Yakuza is probably the thing that has me the most interested out of these three. Um, I've actually never played a Yakuza game, though. Uh, I've heard a lot about it. I've seen a lot of gameplay. I've always wanted to jump in, especially since, you know, um, all of the, you know, you, you're, I don't know if all of them, but at least most of them, I think, are, you know, have been getting ported over to Xbox. Uh, it's something that's been on my list for a very, very, very long time. And it's a, a list of games that I definitely want to jump into. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a day one for me. There's uh, so many games coming out, but it's it's definitely something that's in my backlog. Um, all the ones that currently are out right now are still in my backlog, though. Hopefully I have time to play them sometime. Yeah, and, and again, look, here's the thing, folks. Uh, this list was lengthy. Uh, and obviously, we're closing in on an hour. We are going to get to the second topic. We may go over a little bit. And that, that that could be a running theme moving forward. I like 60-minute shows because it still gives us an opportunity to do things throughout the day. But also, we don't want to drag our heels. But uh, being that we do... We did have a lot of, of games to cover, and of course, you know, breaking down each particular uh, three games w was a good format, at least I think. Uh, but let's—I mean, let's let's move on to topic number two, uh, and this one is interesting for a lot of reasons, uh, because you know, basically, the cat is out of the bag, so to speak, for what games are coming out from uh, multiple partners and first party. Uh, you know, um, titles on this list. They, 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 I guess you, again, I guess we can say the cat is out of the bag, but with all of the releases out there, it's not all of the releases. And that is what gets me excited because as of this show, uh, we don't know exactly what the two AAA bombs that are not on this list. There are also games that people po pointed out in the chat that are not on this list that could be coming in 2021 as well. But um, we do know and we do have confirmation from several uh, people within the industry that uh, they know of two big games, Jez Corden being one of those uh, people. And I'm going to just read some quotes as we continue with this, because there are two big AAA games coming that are Xbox first party exclusives. The question is, what are they? Or the question for the chat is, what do you want them to be? Now, the easy one for me, Zemi, I think is Ninja Theory's Senua Saga Hellblade 2. I don't know if we're going to get that game this year. I know that we're going to be talking about that particular game on Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast. The reason why it's a conversation is because the actress that plays uh, Senua and is mocapped as that character, uh, they're back in uh, the studio filming, and that is a good thing. Um, now, we don't know if they're filming additional scenes. We don't know if this is added content. We don't know if this is just part of the game development, and we may not see this game until, uh, you know, early next year. We don't know. Um, 
But one of the other games that I think is a pretty pretty much a lock, and we've heard this from numerous people um, in the industry. Jeff Grubb, for instance, of, Ven- of the of the website Venture Beat, he had put out a thing of uh, before the holidays that he has heard that the next Forza is going to not be motorsport, which is what I thought it was going to be. In fact, it's going to be Horizon uh, Forza Horizon Five, which would be incredible. But to add to this. A developer at DICE added to the conversation last week where he su- he's suggesting the company has, qu- and, his, and, I quote, and in quotes here, quite a few of unannounced games that are coming in 2021. Uh, and of course, now we do have the Windows Central Editor uh, and, in, and, and noted inside, um, Xbox Insider, Jez Corden, has also added to the conversation. And this is what he says. The list did say, that it was all the announced games, as, as if to say more are coming. I know of at least two games, and he stops. Then he says big games that aren't on this list and that are, are in fact, coming for Xbox in 2021. Now, Jez made these comments on the latest episode, I believe it was last week's episode of the Xbox 2 podcast mm-hmm. with friend of the show, Randall Thor 19, where he also said this. He didn't want to, um, he explained he didn't want to ruin the team's surprise as he believes the developers should get to announce these games first. And he says this, sure. when it comes to stuff, when it, when it comes to, uh, to this stuff, uh, I won't leak it. I think it's much cooler if the announcement comes from as a part of a surprise, part of a big show, and the team gets to announce it themselves. Zemi, look, again, there isn't a lot to go on. But again, yep. knowing that Jez Corden, who has been a great source of Xbox information over the past you know, uh, generation and going into the new generation, I trust, I trust what he had to say. Knowing that there are tr- two unannounced big and he said the words big games coming in 2021 mm-hmm. the question is what and when what what, yep. what do you think that these two titles could be yeah so um you know my thoughts on this are probably not going to be very helpful at all uh, maybe a little bit um but they're more than anything probably going to be more um mildly infuriating i think um i'm i'm a really big i think stickler to details and i really like to like dissect what you know people say in each word they say it and and from what i have gathered from this is they're saying you know they're reporting and saying that there are two unannounced AAA games that that should be on this list but aren't on this list right and so you mentioned ninja theories um hellblade yeah hellblade too but that's announced right Yes, it, it is. Right. So so it's it, so it can't be anything that's already been announced. Right. So the initiative they're out. Right. We know they're making pro- uh, perfect dark. Now, could they be working on a second project? Absolutely. That's completely possible. Right. I mean, but but I, I don't think that that's really I don't think that that would be coming out this year. I mean, it could be. Right. So I, I think, you know, even looking at all of the uh, Xbox game studios, the the one that I think makes the most sense as having, you know, an unannounced game that we, you know, that we, you know, might know a little bit somewhat about is Compulsion Games having yes. you know, that new IP that is like Uncharted meets Bioshock. And, and, and for this game coming out in 2021, I feel kind of mixed about that um, because 
in an article, I, I think uh, someone from Compulsion, I don't actually have the article, unfortunately, but I believe that somebody from Compulsion said that they started uh, that new or started a new project after they completed the final DLC for We Happy Few. And that DLC didn't come out until uh, late 2019, right? Um, so, so I guess following, you know, that time scale or time frame, you know, it's, it's, it's possible that, you know, compulsions next game could be one of the two that we're talking about, but it's also, I think equally, you know, as, you know, as, you know, unlikely to happen. Um, but what what I'm really kind of thinking whenever I hear, you know, unannounced, uh, you know, games is, you know, what's happening over at uh, ZeniMax, right? Um, and, and whenever I looked at, you know, majority of their studios and, and games that are unannounced, I don't really know of anything. I don't really know of anything that anyone could really be making because, I mean, the Indiana Jones thing, that would definitely be one of them, uh, yes. potentially, of course, right? Um but I don't think that that's going to come out in 21, right? Um, maybe Zenimax Online has been working on a secret project that they might want to push out in 21. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but what I think makes the most sense is potentially new uh, acquisitions coming into the fold that Xbox might already know about that, you know, um, that some of these media people might already know about uh, that have a game, you know, that's unannounced that will be dropping this year. I think that that makes the most sense to where these unannounced or these two unannounced games could potentially come from, if that makes any sense. No, it, it makes perfect sense. And again, you know, I, I think as a matter of fact, I'm trying to find the, 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 the message here Let's see where i could find it i know someone okay here we go first of all the super chat comes in from viper xt uh with an additional five dollar super chat thank you for your generosity my friend he says this add second extinction stalker 2 and the other game i forgot oh he's talking about bright memory infinite and 2021 looks great for xbox and i think we're going to get all three of those games plus some first party goodness in the form of games that we don't know um, look, here's the thing, folks. I think it was ballsy to, for Xbox Warrior to post this article because this could have fallen flat. I think that if you talk to most Xbox gamers, knowing that what is on this list is coming in 2021, I think it's a it's it's a very positive conversation. Uh, again. Uh, we, we talked about on last week's show how Clobriel had put that list together of what he thinks is coming out in 21, 22, 23, and 24. Uh, and we don't know if COVID has affected any of those, uh, any of those titles moving or, or, or not moving. But for Xbox Wire to post uh, these games in this extensive list, I think it's safe to say that they are confident that every one of these games release in 2021. And that list is impressive. Again, and not every game here is going to be uh, for everyone. But let's not make no mistake here. As as big as the Ascent, I think, is going to be the Medium, um, Tunic, uh, 12 Minutes, Shredders, um, Psychonauts 2, the big conversation piece here is Halo Infinite. There, there's just no doubt about it. And it would be pretty impressive, Azemi, if when you break down the uh, 2021 into quarters and you talk about January, February, March, if Microsoft can get one of those big AAA bombs 
to drop in in that third in that first quarter of the year, and then obviously you bookend it with Halo Infinite in the last quarter of the twelve months, and then somehow or another you can get uh, one, a triple A bomb in the other two quarters. If you have a triple A first party IP, which would be a total of four for this mm-hmm. year. Uh, and uh, and and you can you can sprinkle these other titles around it. I, I think you cannot walk away disappointed as an Xbox fan. What well, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I think that that's definitely going to be the direction that they that they're are, that they're hopefully going to shoot for. Is you know it, we may be able to see it in twenty twenty one, but I think you know as years go on and as Xbox continues, I think that that's definitely what what they are shooting for slash what they definitely should shoot for is is every quarter to have that really big heavy hitting triple a quadruple a as as we sometimes say um first party game and then of course have like the smaller games like what you mentioned uh just trickled throughout the year um i, I think that that's what they're shooting for will they meet it this year i'm i'm not 110 sure um i don't know if enough uh triple a um, um, first party games are ready at this point. You know what I mean? Um, that's kind of like one of those things that we, that we often talk about, right. Is, you know, we, you know, we want games, we want games, we want games. And, and, and one thing, one message that we're always communicating on this podcast is, you know, the games are coming. It's just going to take time. I, I, I don't know if right now is, is, is the exact time. I don't know if they have had enough, uh, time to to build up, you know, to be able to, you know, push out uh, massive AAA games, especially you know early on in this year, right? Um, with with how COVID has affected things, a lot of delays have happened, unfortunately. So I don't know about this year that happening, but I think that that is going to be the plan. I think that we will definitely possibly see that in 2022. I, I think that that's what they will be aiming after. And I agree with you. And you know what? The one thing, the one variable uh, that we have not really broken down is okay. So let's say, for instance, their uh, big title for the first quarter of the year is the medium. Now, the medium, uh, it looks like it, it's a AAA experience. It's made by Bloober Team, who knows how, who has the chops to tell a terrifying story. The game looks like it is going to be. Uh, very reminiscent of Silent Hill. This could potentially be a big game for Xbox. It is an exclusive in 2021. Again, I don't know if that's going to change moving forward, but for right now, it is an exclusive. And it is the first real next-gen game for uh, the Xbox and Ser- Xbox X and Series, uh, the Series X and S. So it's not coming to Xbox One. You have to get a new console to play it. That's a big deal. Uh, we know Halo is definitely coming um, at the last quarter of the year. Uh, when you talk about, well, what do we do for the other quarters? Well, in the summer, you have Flight Simulator. Now, again, that's not a game for everyone. So I would like them to add another big game in that quarter. But so far, the list looks pretty good. I know there's, a, you know, you, you're going to the one thing that you're going to get on this particular topic, Zemi, is a varied amount of opinions. Some people really like what they're doing, what, what, what they're putting down. And other people, they want those AAA Sony-esque type of games. Uh, those are coming. I don't know how else to say it, how many times we need to continue to say it. Like you just said it moments ago, we, you don't know if they're ready because a lot of these studios were purchased in 2018, 2019. Yeah. 
2020. But Starfield is the enigma because you think that that's coming this year. I think it's coming this year, and that could be a first-party AAA bomb from Bethesda. And that is another variable that we have to take into account. I, I, I am very, very impressed with this list. I want to, I definitely want to applaud Xbox Wire for putting it out there. Uh, that took balls. Uh, it took balls of steel. Uh, to no, steal. absolutely. I mean, you know, it, 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 it was either a stupid thing for them to do or an amazingly confident thing for them to do. Because what them putting out this list basically says to gamers is that these games will be dropping this year, right? And, and and it's ballsy in the sense that if, you know, certain, you know, games, I mean, maybe, you know, smaller indie games that, you know, uh, people, you know, honestly, unfortunately wouldn't, you know, care as much about if those don't come out, that's one thing. But if certain bigger name titles don't come out, then 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 they're really hurting themselves. So it, it absolutely is a very ballsy move for them to do this. I absolutely agree, and and, yeah. I, and I love it. I I love the aggressive behavior. Uh, this this is this is something that, and again, we you have to weigh in the conversation. Uh, who else is doing this? Has Sony done this? Do we know anything of Sony that's coming out? Not really. Has Nintendo given us a roadmap for twenty twenty one? No, they said games are coming, but we just don't know. Uh, we know one's coming next month in the form of Super uh, Super Mario World uh, three uh, 3D World, which I cannot wait to play. We know Ratchet and Clank is supposedly the first quarter of the year. Uh, Returnal is coming out, which I'm going to buy for the PlayStation Five. But this this is a move of confidence. I, I like that you said that because I think that if they didn't deliver on this, or they don't, if they didn't think they could deliver on this many games in 2021. That range again from AAA bombs to single man developed uh, indie titles. Mm-hmm. They well, they'd put themselves in in trouble with the community, and I think that they are sure. confident that these games are coming. And again. From small to big, big to small, there is something here for everyone. I honestly cannot wait to see what else they're going to add to this list. I think that we are going to be very, very surprised. And we have heard Phil Spencer say on numerous occasions that he is very excited about the games that he has not talked about yet. And that has me excited. And we could get yeah. one or two of those games this year, Zemi. No, absolutely. And, and and something else, I'm not sure if you mentioned this yet or not, but I think we honestly, we probably mentioned this almost every single podcast is just the level of transparency that we get with Xbox that we unfortunately don't get with really any any of the other major, you know, um, console manufacturers, right? And I think you 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 touched around it, right? You know, we don't exactly know which games are coming out this year for Nintendo, uh, you know, for, for a large portion, you know, like you said, we do know, uh, of that one game, same, same, same as, um, PlayStation. We don't have a, a, a you know, a real roadmap of kind of what to expect and, 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 you know, like the total volume of what we can expect. And, 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 and it's just amazing that Xbox and, and, and Microsoft see the value in being as transparent as what they are with the fan base. Um, and you know we we often talk on this show about Game Pass and how variety is, is you know is key and and there of course are going to be several games on this list that not every gamer is going to be interested in and and that's perfectly fine um, 
you know, that's, that's, you know, that's kind of the, the, you know, the idea of, uh, of adding variety into your game service, you know, and, and to, into game pass, right. Same as Netflix. Not every movie on Netflix is for every viewer. Not every game on game Pass is for every gamer. Um, of course you're going to have some that are going to want to play, you know, every single game, but the majority of us aren't going to be interested. But I think that there is several games on this list that, should have uh, a unique appeal um, to um, many um, gamers. Yeah. The majority of gamers interested in at least a couple of them. Right. And then, you know, combining, you know, these games that we, you know, have a very strong, uh, idea are for sure probably going to come out this year with the games that they still haven't announced and then include all of the third party titles that you know we know of coming out uh, and, and that you know could potentially you know still be announced as coming out this year i think 2021 is going to be a fantastic year for gaming just all around yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited to, that we're going to be here on this new show to talk about. It. And again, this was a great opening show. Hopefully you folks enjoyed it. Please, if you did, consider hitting the like button. If you're new to the channel, consider hitting the subscribe button. That obviously would be fantastic. And of course, once we're done, uh, these, this will go live. I'm going to drop it into the RSS feeds where if you don't want to listen on YouTube, you can lo- uh, listen to it on one of your favorite uh, podcasting services. Uh, we did have a super chat come in from once again from the very generous Viper XT, who continues to show his tremendous support. He drops an outstanding ten dollars super chat, and he says this: "I think Starfield could be coming this year as well." Bethesda and Xbox keep mentioning it. You do; they are talking about this game like they they literally have it on their console and they're playing as we speak. Uh, that's a great point. He says, "My picks for unannounced games." possibly are Wolfenstein 3. Holy shit, that would be a big one. Um and uh, obviously Forza Horizon 5. I mean, I mean I mean and again, when you factor in the X factor and I do that I mean that on purpose. Two big games, Emmy, like Wolfenstein and Horizon. On top of what we know and you get a Starfield in there. My god, that's a solid year for 2021. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I definitely think that we will see a Forza this year. I like to believe that it's going to be motorsports, uh, so I don't have to shave off my beard. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I and, and I think, uh, you know, a great racing game would fit in fantastically in, in this year. Um, I don't want to crush dreams. I think a Wolfenstein 3 would be awesome. I don't think that's going to happen because we do know that Machine Games is 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 you know currently working on the indiana jones um you know game and id software um you know they recently i think like last year right released doom eternal so i don't i don't think that's gonna happen but i i wish it would you know what dude i mean look we we can we can say that we it it, it's tough we can dream yeah we we can we certainly can dream indeed And, and and you know something what the last wolfenstein with the with the two daughters didn't hit with didn't hit for me personally you know that that was so good um but i think a wolfenstein 3 might be closer than anyone is looking to give it credit for and that would be a big one again what again it is going to be a much bigger deal once the ink is signed once they could Mm -hmm. finally talk about what's going currently going on at the studios it is 
we're going to be very surprised. I think there's a lot of unannounced projects going on. I think there is a reason outside of just the, the incredible IP uh, that's going on. As a matter of fact, I mean, here's a perfect example of that, uh, Zemi. And we don't, it's not coming out this year, but it's certain, certainly worthy of a conversation. And that is what's going on in uh, Texas with the developer of uh, from Bethesda um, that made uh, the, the, oh my God, why did it jump, jumped out of my head? Um, Prey. The Prey developer is making a new, brand new IP, uh, and uh, that's currently going on in Austin, Texas, right now. That studio, uh, it's 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 again another probably RPG type of game, mm-hmm. um, but I I think twenty twenty one is stacked. If you don't, you know what? Let, let us know in the chat why you don't think it's stacked. Uh, it, it maybe maybe ninety percent of these games aren't for you, but. Man, a good portion of these are definitely going to be for me. Uh, Zemi, we got another super chat that came in from the Bad Boy Live. Okay, hold on just a second. My mic went out. Okay, and he says this. Gotcha. I hope you had a happy holidays. I'm so excited for what's to come th- um, throughout this year. Generation on Series X and PS5. Gamers should all... all I believe meant to say all gamers should feel incredibly blessed. Indeed, we should. Uh, competition breeds great aspiration. And you know something? That's a great point, bad boy, uh, for sure. And I think that the reason why you see the m- moves that Microsoft made are in conjunction with how well Sony did in the last generation, for sure. But listen, Zemi, we've gone on uh, 15 minutes past the hour. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the first episode of this limited series, Xbox One-on-One. This is something that Zemi and I are going to be doing each and every week. Uh, This was a little bit a bigger week because we talked about this, this massive list of games confirmed by Xbox Wire. In the future, uh, what we're going to do is... uh, we're going to be talking about, listen, if something big breaks, understand we're going to talk about it. But the format of the show, uh, Zemi and I thought might we wanted to do something slightly different than the Xbox Factor podcast. And we're going to be covering many of the games that we talked about uh, specifically in detail. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're only covering games in 2021. If something new for Fable comes out, we'll talk about Fable. If something new comes into the conversation about Ninja Theories, Hellblade 2, we'll talk about it. But we are going to be covering two games per show, and hopefully we can garner an audience that is going to enjoy a different type of conversation, a more intimate conversation with particular games than just talking about the, you know, the drama news of the week. That 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 is going to remain uh, proper on the Xbox Factor podcast. But Zemi, let's get everyone out of here. I want to thank uh, the near 300 people we had tuning in to for today's show. I definitely appreciate you supporting this new venture. Again, hopefully you enjoyed the hour and 15 that we were here and that you will come back next Tuesday for Xbox one-on-one episode two. Zemi, tell everyone but where they can reach out to you, strike up a conversation on social media, but more importantly, check out your YouTube channel and also head over to theconstantgamer.com and check out your website where right now I and you just posted two really cool quizzes. One is about the Elder Scrolls and the other one I wrote and you posted about a Resident Evil quiz. Both got a lot of uh, positive feedback from the community. Talk about that for a second. Yeah, absolutely. So the main thing that I'm doing uh, nowadays is uh, working on a brand new website, trying to build it up. 
called constantgamer.com uh, and it's a gaming news and review website uh, where you know we post uh, all sorts of just gaming uh, gaming journalism uh, and so on and so forth we also have uh, a section where we cover tutorials and in-game walkthroughs just you know pretty much your, your typical gaming uh, news website but we do try to be uh, you know more factual more objective and, and a heck of a lot less uh, bias as uh, other certain media websites um, and then we also have a community tab where we post um, game quizzes. So, you know, boom, like he just mentioned, uh, he posted a Resident Evil quiz uh, for anyone to just go to the website, play the quiz, see if you pass, see if you know as much about Resident Evil as uh, boom does. <laughs> and then also we have an Elder Scrolls quiz. Um, for you guys to play and more quizzes will be coming to the website uh, as well. It's just a really, you know, cool place to, to go uh, and, and have fun playing some quizzes, catch up on gaming news, all that different stuff. We currently have three writers. We're looking for uh, more writers. So if any of you guys ever uh, thought you might be interested in, in writing for uh, a gaming website, um, you know, feel free to click on the uh, contact us uh, button at the, at the top of the site and then click on the link that says join the uh, join the team and all the information should be there. And then if you guys want to go and check out our uh, you know, YouTube channel, it's called Constant Gamer. Our Twitter is called Constant Gamer as well. And on uh, constantgamer.com, you can actually uh, access both of those pages, both of those social media pages by using the links up in the top right-hand corner of the site. So it's all super easy. Just if you go to constantgamer.com, you'll find everything there. Nice. Well, listen, it's great to, to see you doing new things on the site. And yes, I'm going to be adding content of my own to his site. I'm yep. going to be writing up some uh, opinion pieces in the coming weeks. Look forward to doing that. Uh, and uh, obviously, if you ever wanted to get into gaming journalism, please reach out to Zemi. Uh, he is obviously, like he said, looking for writers. And uh, we're all always looking for different opinions in gaming. Uh, whether they be controversial or not. I think that if you have something that you want to talk about and you're passionate about it, getting your feet wet and uh, reaching out to Zemi would be a great way to get started in that uh, genre. Uh, real quick, JD Gamer, a very generous friend of the show. JD, how the hell have you been, brother? Happy New Year. He drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, everyone push that like button. Well, thank you, dude. Super appreciate it. And uh, it's great to have you back in the chat, brother. We definitely missed you here. But folks, listen, uh, Danero Panero, the maker of the current intro for the Xbox Factor podcast, good friend of the show, talented as all hell artist, is working on currently a new opening for Xbox one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll get that in the next couple of weeks. He is busy, uh, as, uh, as the kids like to say, AF, because he is talented. And what he did for this channel, what he has done for uh, Archimedes and several, several others proves that he is an incredible talent. Uh, and he obviously is an amazing artist. So thank you, Dinero. We look forward to seeing that. And of course, I want to thank everybody for the incredible super chats that come in. You power the show and allow Mrs. Boomstick and I to do these big giveaways. And um, we definitely want to say thank you for that. And of course, again, if you were here and you enjoyed the show, please, 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 please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. And uh, folks, listen, this was a great, great opening uh, show for this new venture. And I want to thank everybody for coming out. Please mm -hmm. be safe. Be cautious. Wear a mask. Don't take chances. And I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. One day it should be and hopefully will be important to you. And that's something that my dad said. And he used to say this, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything 
to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you on the newest episode of the new show, Xbox One-on-One.